Hello and welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandi, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Ah, this is episode five already. I can't even believe it. I'm going to give you five things that will jumpstart your self-awareness. So in this episode, I'm going to share a personal story with you, including one just from the last few days where I recognized one of my own triggers while making a big decision. And I'm going to give you what I like to call the starting five, five things you can do right now to increase your self-awareness and get you started. So I'll start with my trigger. And it's a trigger that most of us have, whether we recognize it or not. I am not enough. Even if you don't say this to yourself, I guarantee it's the source of some of the conflicts in your life right now. It's even the reason we fight with our spouse, our children, coworkers. But when we feel it, we either tend to put ourselves down or lash out. I was never as confident and secure as people thought I was. I would put myself down way before anyone else had the opportunity to do it. I was very insecure. I never really struggled with weight until I hit probably almost 40 And then in 2015, I had my thyroid taken out and I gained weight very quickly, but I was too busy allowing myself to feel like crap to do something about it. I felt sorry for myself and almost crippled myself not being able to move forward. Of course, in hindsight, I know it was because I was typically a very active person and I didn't feel like being active anymore. Weight piled on. I tried every diet. I exercised. But as soon as that plateau came... I would self-sabotage. I was depressed. I stopped going to social events because I didn't want to be seen. And of course, now I know it's ridiculous, but that's not how I felt at the time. Everyone said I was crazy. And I even lost a few friends along the way because of the changes in myself. People couldn't understand why I couldn't just snap out of it. And I tried, believe me. The hardest part for me back then was knowing that some people actually took pleasure in seeing me gain weight. And I know now that it was their own insecurities, but it did hurt me at the time. The problem is I'm a very intuitive person. I don't know how, but I easily can read people and I know when I'm not around genuine people. Call it a vibe, whatever. But I know the difference between, you know, when people are talking shit behind my back and being nice to my face. I feel it. So during this time, if what came out of your mouth didn't match my vibe my intuition about you, then I felt very betrayed. I got triggered. I could have been uh, showing it in anger, tears, or I'll shut down completely. And people in my life will tell you that. I was having full-blown anxiety attacks and almost no one knew unless they caught me in one of those triggering moments. I hated pictures and God forbid you posted a picture of me on social media that I didn't tell you was okay to post, I would be triggered again. And I felt like people did it on purpose. And that might not have been the case. But I couldn't fix this trigger until I figured out where it was coming from. Why did I put so much value in my appearance? The answer was because everyone else did. I learned to value myself for what I felt valued for. And most of the feedback that I received was based on my appearance. This is not just me. It's a lot of people. People may have always said I was funny commented on my humor or something like that. But my humor was also a compensation for never feeling good enough. Sometimes I made jokes about myself because it was what I thought you were thinking. So your triggers can drive you crazy. 
and it's really important for you to understand where they come from. Not wanting people to see me was a need for control. I had to find where this stemmed from. I was actually controlling how people saw me, what they saw when they saw it, right? Girls do it every day on social media. Unfortunately, certain pictures get more attention, and when you have no self-love, you crave that attention. The problem was never that I was no longer valued. The problem was that I didn't value myself. It was a slow process, and I had to learn to exit victim mode. I've worked on myself nonstop, so it's very frustrating that it does take long sometimes. I had to talk to myself nicely, open up a bit more, really dive deep into what was going on, and I did every kind of spiritual healing that there is. But what really made me start to see more clearly was the death of my father. He passed away over a year and a half ago. We had a great relationship in the end. I have no regrets with my father, but I, I guess I learned to understand the reasons behind his behavior, and that helped me understand myself even more. I think healing is seeing past your emotions and understanding at a deeper level. So back to my triggering. It's been five years since my surgery. I've steadily gained weight. And a few months ago, I looked into gastric sleeve surgery. I started the very long process of get going to different types of doctors, getting all kinds of clearance. I told myself I needed this in order to see results in, in my weight loss. And I met with a lot of friction from my family. Everyone saying I didn't need this, I could do it on my own, it's dangerous. <laughs> my all-time favorite feedback that I've heard so much in the last five years when I would complain about my weight. But Maria, you're beautiful. And even if I didn't say it out loud, my response would be, who the hell said I was ugly? I said I was chubby. Two different things, people. What I didn't realize is that they were trying to tell me that it didn't matter, but I couldn't see that. So I've gone back and forth on this decision for the past few weeks because I'm 100% engaged in practicing self-love. I'm not saying this surgery is about not having love or having love for yourself. I'm not saying that it's the same for everyone. But I had to get in touch with the real reason that I wanted it. It will make me lose weight faster, of course. But if I'm being honest with myself, did I really try my absolute best to lose the weight? No, I actually didn't because as soon as I would plateau... I would self-sabotage, and, and that was it. I would get angry. I, there was no way I could actually even continue this because I was holding on to the anger over everything that happened to me, my story. So in the past few weeks, I attended a spiritual seminar, which was absolutely fabulous for me, and also talking to my personal coach and helped me sort of regain back my personal power, same personal power that I always talk about. It's just that some of us have we lose our personal power in one area and we can't recognize how someone else could lose it in another. So if you're a very active person, you look at somebody who gained weight and you just think it's blink and they should be able to turn it on. But there's an area of your life where you could potentially have no power. Anyway, the seminar and my coach brought it to my attention that it's my story to tell. I was stuck in my story. And what I don't realize or didn't realize is that I'm the writer of the story. I can change it up whenever I'm ready. So all this happened in the last day or two. And the trigger was that whole not enough button. I don't think I can do it on my own. All of that stuff surfaced up for me again. I've been waiting to hear from the surgeon. And that's whether the insurance company approved me. And I was going to have the surgery in two weeks if I was approved. I started the protein diet prep on Monday. And two days in, I just decided... 
I'm not going to go through with this. I don't even want to know if the insurance company said yes or no. Like, I don't even want to know that answer. I decided that I need to be all in this time when I try. I need to bring myself back to self-love and then I'm going to get the results that I want. My point is that the trigger is something that I recognize this time because fear crept in and I was thinking, I was comparing to the results of my past and saying, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it on my own. But I decided to hold myself accountable. However, if you know me and you see me in a donut, mind your business. (laughs) You don't want Mariah attacking you. Just kidding. You're always going to find new areas of self-awareness. It doesn't end. Okay, so now let's give you the five things that get you started onto your journey. Hopefully you've started already, but these are five things that's going to help you propel. The first thing we start with is feedback. Any self-help coach is going to tell you to gather feedback from the people that are all around you. But you have to make sure you're in the right place to do it because asking for feedback can be a very tricky thing. You have to remind yourself of the purpose. And the purpose is for you to grow, not to kill the person that's giving you the feedback. It has nothing to do with them. The hardest thing that you're going to have to accept is that after they give you the feedback, you just have to keep your mouth closed. You cannot lash out, no eye rolls, don't try to get your digs in. This is for you. And you asking for it does not mean that it's going to be delivered to your liking. Be ready for everything. You need to practice your answer, and that should be, thank you for your input. I'm going to work on that. Some people can't let things go, and they need to remind the feedback giver uh, for the rest of their life what they said, you know, the feedback that they gave to them. Please try not to do this. So you're going to target your family, friends, coworkers, boss, anybody that's around you for a good amount of time. And you approach them like this. I'm trying to become more self-aware. And if you could change one thing about me, what would it be? Now, we all have sarcastic people in our lives, and you're probably one of them. But try not to react when they say, hmm, just one thing. Okay, that's about them. Just let it go and control yourself so they know that you're serious. That's where you just simply say, thank you. I'll work on that, even if you disagree. And understand that some people aren't going to have an answer for you. And that's okay, too. Don't force it. I originally started in like 2007. And I would listen to Tony Robbins, Joyce Meyer. After a little bit of listening, I sat my family down and I asked them, if you could change one thing about me, what would it be? They scattered like cockroaches in the light. They weren't answering because (laughs) they were afraid to die. They knew that I was going to be explosive. I would have been defensive, so they were out. More time went by. They saw that I was trying, so I asked them again. And their reaction was that I yell a lot. Now, the old me would have had to whip that back around. I yell a lot because you don't listen. I have to yell, and I would justify my bad behavior. Does that sound familiar to you? But now I knew a little better. Um, I said, thank you. I'll work on that. (laughs) They look perplexed, and they probably slept with one eye open that night. Of course, looking back, I see that my family, you know, they had to put up with a lot of my triggering. And that makes me want to help people with their own. Now, you probably already know your feedback for some people. You don't even need to ask some certain people. Chances are that it's definitely the area you need to work on, and you have to, to own that. And remind yourself that this is about self-improvement. It's not a reason for you to beat yourself up. 
The second area is reflection. You have to really look at your patterns and find your excuses. I always love when people tell me that they have no time to meditate. I used to say the same thing or no time to work on themselves, but they can tell me everything happening on every reality TV show. If you can name all the real housewives of Beverly Hills or wherever, then you have the time. Reflect on how much time you're wasting, whether it's TV, gossip, complaining, or just doing nothing. Start to take one of these hours, just one, and tell yourself that that's time for personal development. In some way, it doesn't matter. It could be even just going outside instead of sitting on the couch. Exercise. Learn something new. Watch a motivational speaker on YouTube. Breathing exercises. Meditation. There's so many things you can do. Reflect on the part that you play in poor communication. Apologize for it. Say, I'm sorry I reacted like that. It triggered me. I'll work on catching it faster. Be patient with me I, as I'm working on this. Show a vulnerability. It really helps people see and understand you more. And reflect on how the people that you're spending your time with leave you feeling afterward. Are you drained or do you feel inspired? We all have patterns that will resist here because we're used to being with those people. We're used to doing the same things over and over again. But now we want these changes and the vibration is it's necessary for the vibration to be higher. The third area is my most resisted area. But when I stopped resisting, it was what made the biggest difference and the most profound difference in my life. And that's meditating. Most people don't know this about me, but I was a massage therapist, and then eventually I actually taught massage, and I used to teach my students meditation when I couldn't really sit there and do it on my own. I couldn't grasp how to turn my mind off. I would always say that I can't shut my mind down. But meditation is about being in the moment, not turning your brain off. It's a practice, and the more you do it, the more you learn to be in the moment, not dwelling on yesterday, not thinking about tomorrow. No worries, you're just staying right in the moment, that very moment. Conditioned beliefs have you thinking that you need to be thinking about what needs to get done, and that's not the truth. You can sacrifice these minutes just to slow yourself down. In the beginning, you can try two minutes, then you work up to 10 minutes. If you don't think you can do it, you can go on YouTube. Everything is accessible online. So you can go on YouTube and you can type in guided meditation, 10 minutes long, a man's voice, a woman's voice. You can even try doing it before you go to bed. Put your headphones on and listen to it before you fall asleep. Most people fall asleep in the beginning of meditating. That's okay, as long as you're trying, as long as eventually you get to the point where you can shut down without it being bedtime. I sometimes meditate for an hour now. <laughs> if you told me that years ago, I would have laughed in your face. I would have never thought it possible. Now I control my mind. It does not control me. Number four is self-love, self-care. Definitely don't do what I did when I first started, which was when I realized what my faults were, I beat myself up over them. I started feeling bad about who I was because I was comparing myself to other people. That is so not the purpose of this. The purpose is understanding the circumstances that brought you to where you are, but you also need to self-nurture. It's about forgiveness and moving forward. Sometimes that means we have to actually sit in our bad feelings. We can't bypass them. Self-love is loving where you are right now. That was my hardest lesson. You can't just say, I love myself, and boom, you do. I had to go back and track what made me stop loving myself in the first place. Where did it actually begin? That's the journey. That's what you cannot bypass. Nurturing yourself, the self-care part, that's different for everyone. 
It's doing something that feeds your soul, something that replenishes your energy. For me, that's many things, but I learned to be present and in my body. Yes, this body, (laughs) nurturing it right now, not just when it's where I want it to be. Also creating boundaries, that's a form of self-love. Saying no when you don't actually want to do something. Recognize that you wasted 30 minutes on the phone gossiping and don't do it again. Practice assertiveness and protect your energy every single day. And lastly, number five, be happy now. It's a decision. One that your ego is, is going to fight with you on. Uh, as a matter of fact, my ego, my Mariah, knows that some people cringe when they hear, be happy. Happiness is a choice. Listen, remember what I told you. When you're in a bad place, someone saying that's going to piss you off. Recognize that because happiness, being happy, doesn't mean that you're jumping up and down with your circumstances. It means that you're at peace with them right in this moment. You can still want to do more and be more, but you can still choose happy now. I would always say, I'll be happy when I lose weight. I'll be happy when I make this much money. I'll be happy when the bills are paid. There's always going to be something that you want, but it should never have to cost you your happiness right now. So there are the five things that can get you started. Write them down. Promise yourself to practice them. Some areas are going to be harder than others. Maybe you already do some. Take yourself out of your comfort zone. I did exactly that by starting this podcast. I still feel awkward talking to no one, but I'm not stopping. Don't expect perfection and be proud of yourself every time you do step outside that comfort zone. In later episodes, I'm going to be doing some guest interviews, and I certainly look forward to bringing on some of the people that have helped me along my journey. I'll catch you in episode six, where I am going to share how I found my voice. I hope today's message resonated with you. And if it did, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you and share it with someone else if you think it can inspire them. Also, you can follow me on social media at Maria Grandi LLC. And my website is also MariaGrandiLLC.com. Lastly, remember to go easy on yourself as you go through this process and everyone else around you for that matter. We're all working through something.